Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning. But we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for cluing in to this next episode on green juice and tequila. I'm actually super, super grateful and just so excited to have this next guest share her story. You guys probably know her in the Austin area as the founder and owner of Austin Moms, um, which is a really inspiring company that empowers women, empowers moms. Um, We have Allison Mack with us here today. Hi, everyone. Yay. So excited to have you. Me too. Um, Allison has... Probably one of the most confident women I have ever oh, come across. Seriously, like just not even just through your social media presence, but just being um, with you in person and having lunch with you the other day. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, you're such an inspiring person. I'm just Thank so you. grateful you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Allison also is an entrepreneur. She's a mama of three kids and she's a survivor. And these are some of the topic points that we're really going to dive into today on this podcast. Um, but before we get into all the nitty gritty of things, I would love to hear your story. Just yeah. How you started Austin Moms, what brought you to Austin, just kind of where you're at now and what led you to that space. So I'm one of the lucky few that is from Austin, Texas. So I didn't get to come here. My parents, you know, <laughs> been here forever. So I don't know any different. I went to Westwood High School um, and then graduated from University of Texas. Uh, I wrote my way through college as I joke. I was never great at test taking. So um, it was... <laughs> either. Yeah, I know. It was like just not my forte. So it really um, wasn't surprising when I guess kind of blogging fell into my lap. And we started Austin Moms as Austin Moms blog mm-hmm. eight years ago. So we just turned eight on October 1st. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And um, it's just been since the summer that we rebranded as AustinMoms.com. So it's really exciting. We always were wondering what happens when the word blog is no longer relevant. And it just didn't really really speak to who we were Mm -hmm. anymore. So that's where we kind of did the name change. But we launched... um, you know, it was a girlfriend of mine. She was writing for Dallas Moms Blog at the time and was Uh moving to Austin. She was a pageant friend and she said, Hey, I'm moving back to Austin and would love to start this resource. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I'm a people pleaser. I was like, sure, let's do it. It'll be fun. And I thought it would be a fun hobby for us. And truly it was a hobby for the first really probably year to two years, but we quickly realized that two moms was not enough voices because we're not all cut from the same cloth. We don't all mom the same way. Exactly. So we felt like it was really important to have a lot of voices um, on our team to curate the content so that we could really speak to Mm. all moms, no matter what stage of motherhood they were in. So I love that. Yes. So that's kind of where we're at. And we're, um, I mean, we're really Austin's, you know, number one digital parenting resource. You are. Focused on moms. So how big is your team now? So we have a team of approximately 50 writers. We do an open call every year. Um, People join Austin Moms for various reasons. Some of them are trying to get into blogging and Mm -hmm. don't really know where to start and are hoping to gain kind of resources from us and tips and tricks. Um, Some of them are entrepreneurs themselves and hoping to, you know, just kind of expand their portfolio and their resume and write for Austin Moms. That's so great that you give women that opportunity too. Like 50 is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But I mean, we're wanting to publish content I mean, every single day. And it's our hope that on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. something that we publish will resonate with you because, you know, if we're talking about breastfeeding one day, well, we're so out of that. Oh my gosh. So out of, so out of that phase. (laughs) Thank God. I know. Right. So we're obviously not going to be really into reading about something breastfeeding, but if we're talking about, I don't know, you and I were talking about 80 
ADHD just a yeah, second ago. Like exactly. I'm going to click on that and I'm going to want to read, like, exactly. what do I need to be looking for yes. to know if my child has um, ADHD? Yeah. And just being able to hear other women's stories and how yeah. they've handled or how they've grown from that experience mm-hmm. and the tips and tricks along that experience. I think that's wonderful. Like, so what have been some of the challenges maybe that you've experienced when you first started Austin Moms? Um, maybe the challenges that you're dealing with now. And because I feel like sometimes people don't realize as the viewers what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like you put a picture out there that's this beautiful, happy, successful woman. You're like, God, that girl has it all together. How in the world does she do that? But in reality, you're like, oh, no, 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 mama. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the hoops that I had to jump through or the things that set me back 10 steps. So I think it's important for people to kind of hear those stories. One, it makes you just feel more relatable. But two, it's like if you've learned how to go through some of those challenges, setting yourself up on a social platform, just inviting people to express their opinions – especially with blogs. Yeah. Like how, how do you deal with those challenges? Like, and what were they? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, I think there's kind of three folds to that. So the initial challenges was it was a hobby Mm -hmm. and then it, really quickly wasn't a hobby and we, it became a business. It became a revenue generating business. So the struggles with my marriage was, and, and, and really trying to balance being a mom, Mm -hmm. still having more babies. I think at the time we only had one child and then we had two. Now we have three. So trying to balance the complexities of being a work from home mom, Mm -hmm. but also having my husband understand that this isn't a hobby anymore. Yeah. And at this point, he totally gets it. Like eight years in, yeah, Yeah. he gets it. Um, And so that's kind of like one piece of it. And I think a lot of um, just kind of starting out entrepreneurs that are moms experience that because husbands don't Mm. necessarily get it in the beginning. Um, But it takes time to ramp up your business. And I'm so grateful to my husband because he really did support our family while I was kind of in that beginning phase, not even knowing it was going to be a business. Kudos to those dads. Yes. My husband's one of those guys too. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, hey, so I'm going to do this yoga retreat in (laughs) Positano, Italy, and I'm going to be gone for 12 days. So you're going to need to take care of the kids and do lunches and school routines and keep the house clean. And I'm going to be drinking wine, doing yoga and eating pizza. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So yes, kudos to those dads that support the mama entrepreneurs. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so the second kind of part of it with the, I guess from our audience is recognizing that this is a business. Um, you know, I don't, I don't take it lightly. Um, it does take away time from my family mm-hmm. because I'm working. Yeah. And just like any working moms, you've got to support your family and be a contri- you know contributor. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like this is a business. And I think sometimes that gets lost, which I want it to get lost. I want for our audience to come to our website and get resources from it and not feel like we're, you know, giving them a sales pitch or mm-hmm. that everything is um is something that's paid. Because it's not. We yeah. really keep our content to a 90% um, organic ratio to paid. I love that. So that's really important to us. Um, and then I think the third part of it, like you were talking about kind of the the dark side mm-hmm. is, you know, you've got this public platform and I'm on the news and I'm making other appearances and I'm doing speaking engagements and you see me on social media mm-hmm. and my hair is perfect and my makeup is, you know, glistening yeah. and I, and all the things are great and it invites a lot of negativity and I yeah. absolutely get hate mail. Um, yeah. And it's bizarre. And I think you and I chatted about this previously, but you know, when you're such a light felt person or you're putting out positive content and positive, um, messages, it's going to attract darkness. Mm -hmm. There's this book that Deepak Chopra wrote called the shadow effect. And so this book is basically about balancing out your shadows and your light. So even though we think we all need to be super positive and happy all the time, that's going to attract what they call light chasers, people who are just absorbing and wanting or they're jealous or whatever it is to your light. So you have to have a balance of shadow and light. And one of those ways for people pleasers 
to create a little bit of shadow work in their lives is by setting boundaries and saying no, or, you know, um, being able to voice your story in reference to your fears and vulnerabilities. So I think that I can only imagine what type of shadows are attracted to the business you've created being this like beautiful, successful woman and creating a platform that is so successful now. So yeah, I'm totally curious to see and hear what some of these shadow <laughs> growth moments that you've had so far. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really kind of sad because the very first uh, message that I got that was deeply personal, um, was on Christmas day oh, no. and it didn't bother me. Yeah. I was having an amazing time with my beautiful family, mm-hmm. clinking glasses and, <laughs> yeah. you know, cutting the ham and you know, <laughs> yeah. just having like a great time. And I felt very sad for this person who felt so, um, I don't know, just felt so bad that they needed to reach out to me of all days on Christmas day. So it made me think about what, what are they going through? Um, so that's kind of where my mind goes with it. And you know, there, I don't hear from this person often. It's the same person. I can, I can tell. Um, and you know, I wonder, are they in a manic state? Are they dealing with depression? It does always seem to be kind of around, um, holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, and so I, I don't know, but how do you protect yourself from that emotionally? Like, how do you handle that? Like, are you, do you take it in? Does it affect you or are you how, like, how do you reason with your emotions on handling something like that? Yeah. I mean, some of them are so ridiculous, <laughs> you know, where you're just like, you don't even know how to, I don't know, like they don't even make sense. It's like, so you just kind of let that go. You're like, whatever, that's, that's crazy. Um, and then other ones, you know, where they're commenting on maybe your appearance, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that can hurt. It can absolutely sting. But at this point I just have realized like this person is very, very sad and now I just kind of pity them. So, um, that's, yeah, I forgot. I tuck it away in a file in my, in my inbox. I hold on to them just in case I need to press, I don't know, stalking charges. Yes. I don't know. Harassment. Well, I think like, and you and I talked about this at lunch too, but it's like, it's not necessarily the person attacking you or you taking it personally. It's really their thing. Right. Like it, this has nothing to do with you. Right. This is literally something that's triggered them and they're reacting the way they, they are. And you just keep pushing yourself forward with grace and throwing it off, you know, listening it to one in one ear and out the other and not taking it personally is like the best, I think, reaction or response to that as possible. It's hard to do that though. Yeah, it's you hard. probably have to have a couple glasses of wine to help you through that one. <laughs> I know I would. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. It definitely comes with its struggles, but those are kind of just the, the few challenges faced as a as an entrepreneur that's kind of in the public spotlight, so yeah, to speak. Girl. I mean, by no means am I famous or anything, but you know, I put myself out there yeah. very much. And, and that's kind of part of the package. Right. When you throw yourself out there, just know that you're going to have some love and you're going to have some hate. You yes. just got to roll with the punches and just keep doing what you're doing and not let these little blips in your journey set you back. Yeah. And with our content, even we put oh, up, yeah. we put out content that doesn't always resonate with every reader. And that's hard making that, that finding that balancing act too. There's like just certain topics we know we can't talk about. Like mm-hmm. we can't talk about vaccinations. I know, it's so controversial. Yeah. It's so controversial. And honestly, minivans, we can't talk about minivans <laughs> either. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you can't talk about minivans? We, we learned like four years ago, we did a one why I'll never drive a minivan post. Those mini van driving oh, mamas no. came out in full force and I didn't write it. I mean, again, we've got a big yeah. team. Um, so then we had to come out with a why we love minivans post, oh, you know, to kind of counterbalance it. Oh my but, gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. You guys are so good to come out and... Well, I mean, that's the thing though, is again, we're not all the same. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we try to speak to the masses, yeah. not just this one pocket of yeah. mini van driving mamas or SUV driving. It's like, we want to have the balance. I will tell you though, I rented a minivan this past summer when we went to Wisconsin. Y'all, that is the most comfortable car I've ever (laughs) been in in my life. I was like, gosh, I like this. I could totally rock a minivan. But I'm not going to lie though. I've had, I like grew up with seven kids. I have a big family Mm -hmm. and we were always stuffed in minivans. It traumatized me. So because of that, I won't drive a minivan. But you people who do, 
kudos. Kudos, mamas. You guys are comfortable as hell, and that's and the, awesome. And the doors automatically open. Oh my gosh, open. I know what the buttons. Yeah. And all the storage space. They're you know special. That there's so many vans <laughs> that have vacuum cleaners built into them. It's freaking awesome, you guys. Um, okay, so before we get into some nitty-gritty stuff, which I'm very excited to, to, to talk with you about, I like to do this fun little game called 20 Questions. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I'm going to go through 20 questions. You okay. just have to answer them honestly. Some are funny. Some are like kind of crazy, but it's just going to get all of us to get to know you a little okay. bit better do outside. You, do you need an explanation or nope, is it just, just quick the, little? Just quick. Bl- yep. Just okay. quick little things. Okay. Okay. Number one, this is about food. Your guilty pleasure. <sighs> Pasta. Pasta? Or I don't know. Right now I'm really in a French onion dip phase. I told oh, you that the other day. Yeah. Sour oh, cream and onion chips with French mm, onion dip. Mm, but I eat pasta. I could eat pasta every day. Like if I was on an island, stranded yeah, forever. Yeah. Just give me some boiling water and some noodles. And some noodles. <laughs> okay. Who would you rather go to lunch with? Bill Murray or Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. He's funny. He's also, I mean, I'm... Reflecting back on his younger years, he's kind of sexy. He is kind of sexy. He's got a little bit of a beer belly right now, but you could totally rub that belly really well. (laughs) Okay, what scares you? (sighs) Scary movies. I refuse to watch them. Yeah. Oh, girl. Like haunted houses and scary stuff like that where you have that adrenaline. Yep, and like Dateline. Oh, yeah. And 2020, oh, no. anytime I watch things like that, I'm like looking over my shoulder. Oh, yeah. Can, and you can you even go to sleep at night? Like, I would be worried that someone's going to be creeping around my house. A glass of wine will always put me to sleep. Glass of wine, y'all. Every time. Speaking of wine, are you a rosé girl, a red wine, or a white wine chick? Red wine. Okay, what kind of red wine? The kind that's in a box. <laughs> <laughs> The one? Do you drink it out of the bladder? I do. <laughs> My dad calls it the bladder. He's like, drain the bladder. I have to pull it out of the box and get the last bit. No. Oh my gosh. Swear to God, so I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good bottle of wine, yeah. but I drink it frequently enough to where a box just makes sense. Oh, man. And they make some really good boxed wine. Oh. Do we share this box wine Boda, at events? Boda Box is Boda box. my choice. Oh, mama, that's funny. Um, most embarrassing childhood memory. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so I I can't even no I can't even go there. I can't go to that one. Um, <laughs> we want to know that. I one, know, though. and in the moment, I'm tempted to go there, but it wasn't childhood; it was college, and I'm just not even gonna go there. You know, I don't know. I don't really embarrass too easily. Okay. I really, yeah. I mean, I was made fun of. I was called mm. Ethiopian child when no. I was growing up. Those little assholes. I know. Gosh, kids are so mean. I was called flat chested. So not embarrassing, but That's sad, hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> Boo on that. Well, you're beautiful. Okay. If I were to open up your bedside table, what would I find in the drawer? Okay, so there's multiple drawers. The middle drawer has all of my thongs, all of my panties, <laughs> okay, which are only thongs. Yeah. The top drawer has all of my old phones, cracked. Oh, no. You can find every old phone, some Carmex, my grandmother's handkerchiefs. Oh, I keep there, too. Okay. Um, and in the bottom drawer is like old sunglasses, a hodgepodge of cards that have been given to me over the years. Oh my gosh, I love it. That That's I never so open. But the middle drawer is my jam. It's, it's where your all, jam. It's where all, all your, my, your panties, all my are, panties at. are at. <sighs> okay. Who was your first crush? Chris Knoll. Chris Knoll. Yeah. Chris second, Knoll's listening. Second grade. I just had my high school reunion a week or so ago. Oh, really? And it was funny because someone mentioned he was there. And Shut I said the door. To, I said to my husband, I was like, oh my God, he was my first crush. And he knew. Was how. he bald and fat or was he actually cute still? Well, if he listens. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad. Oh, okay. I'm happy I married who I married. Okay. Good. And not my second grade crush. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes, but I have a really hard time keeping up with the characters. Okay. Did you watch all seasons? I did, but some of the times I was working. Ugh, I fell asleep on some of them, but it was so good and it ended so badly. I'm so annoyed. Yes. Um, what's your favorite TV series? 
Smurfs. Smurfs? Yeah, it's like oh, what yeah. I don't know. It's like what first comes to mind as yes. a little girl. Smurfs. Oh, I love don't, the Smurfs. We don't watch a ton of TV. We're like Netflix. Oh yeah, we're Netflix people too. Yeah. Are you watching any Netflix series right now? So Succession just Ooh. ended and is amazing. I haven't watched that one yet. Um, Affair is really good. Ooh. If you can get past the first like couple seasons, because it's sad because he obviously okay. has an yeah, affair. Of course, it's really Affair good. and Succession. Succession is um produced by Will Ferrell. So it's got this oh, like gosh. dry humor, but it's not a funny show. Okay. It's deep. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to have to put that on my list of things to watch. Are you a dry shampoo girl? Or do you wash your hair daily? Dry shampoo. Same here, sister. We'll get there. Yes, we will. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve. My husband saying supposedly instead of supposedly. Oh. That really bothers me. Oh, yeah. And then I'm trying to remember what it is when someone says couldn't care less, but they say could care less. It's actually couldn't care less because if you say I could care less, you're actually saying you care. Yeah. So it's I couldn't Couldn't care care less. less. Thank you for that little lesson there. I appreciate that little word of advice, folks. English major. English major over here. If you work for this chick, you better have some good English. (laughs) Okay, if you were forced to open a bakery, what would you call it? Let's get creative here. Um, Come on, just throw it out there. Spicy? Ooh. What would you... I don't know. What would you serve at Spicy? Um, At Spicy, we would have cookies with extra cinnamon. Oh, I like that. You're such a vata. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever done on a date? Um... Gosh, I went on a lot of dates in my 20s. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've done? I don't know. Nothing. I've never done... I mean, if someone that has dated me has something that they'd like to share, I I think I'm a, I was a gem of a date. Oh my gosh. I reminded my P's and Q's and said thank you. You are so prim and proper. I, I never left it. anyone or oh, stood them so, up. Oh, you're so good. I yeah. stood up my husband. <laughs> did you? Um, when we were on dating. On the first date? On date five. Oops. Did you just forget? No, I just double booked myself. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I still do that to this day. He was pretty pissed off at me. We'll get into that one later. Um, what's your favorite skincare product? So I use Rodan and Fields on a lot of my uh-huh. stuff, but my favorite is Pond's Cold Cream. It's what I use to take my makeup off. Everyone mm. who's ever given me a facial says it's probably the worst thing I could be oh, putting on my shoot. face, but it gets it all off. Girl, and I've been using it. My just... grandmother used it. My yeah. mom still uses it. Oh, I love that. So and the smell sister. probably takes you back to being a kid and... Yeah, I get the green jar, and it t- it's Pons. yeah. I wear I don't wear super heavy makeup, but I do wear heavy eye makeup, yes. and it gets it. All oh gone. yeah. Okay, good to know. Pons, ladies, yep. for eye makeup. Mm-hmm. Are you a black tea or coffee drinker? Neither. Green tea. Green tea. Yeah, I love it. And you threw me off with black tea. I can't stand coffee. I can't even do tiramisu. Are you a green tea drinker every day? Every day. Every day, and you do that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Every I love day. it. Do you do green matcha? No. It's a little earthy. I do matcha lattes in the afternoon. I've had one before, but I don't do that regularly. I either just make it at home or I'll yep. swing by Starbucks. Perfect. And no sweetener. No sweetener. Mm-mm. What's the favorite place you've traveled to? Spain. Oh, I'm dying to go to Spain. Yeah. I've, it- I've been twice. Oh. It's amazing. I gained 10 pounds, I think, Love the second it. time I was there when I was oh my 18, gosh. 19. And I won a trip to Spain Shut when up. I was 10 on a radio station. They were giving away trips. Of course you did. Yeah. That's so crazy. We saw Gloria Stefan in concert. Shut the door. Yeah, it was crazy. That's I probably like Gloria Stefan. Oh one of the gosh. neatest things that's, you know, like, that's, that's amazing. random. Yes, so <laughs> random. Ugh. Are you an ocean girl or a mountains girl? 
I love both, but right now my heart is in the mountains. Yeah. We love going skiing every year. Mm-hmm. It's our one family trip that we do a year with the kids, put the kids in ski school. Yeah. And then mama and daddy get our little day dates. Oh, I love it. We have a great time. I love the mountains. Which mountains do you go to? We um, have been to Telluride, okay. but we go to Aspen every year yeah. um, around Christmas time. So this year we'll be there for New Year's. Yay. Yeah. I go to Aspen every summer. It's magical. It is. My, some of my best friends live up there. Um, are you an early riser or a night owl? Night owl. Oh, man. In fact, I almost called you this morning to see if we could push it back so I could crawl back <laughs> in bed and not have to get up and shower. Oh, my gosh. Well, you look great. I pulled it together. You pulled it together. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mama. Are you a green juice or a tequila girl? Okay. I have never had a green juice like Mel's green juice. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm a green juice girl through and through. Um, yeah, tequila's, you know, it's got yeah. its purpose in a margarita. Yeah, for sure. But I like the green juice. Okay. I like green juice too. Sometimes I'll like com- combining green juice and tequila together. It's a good combo. Well, thanks, Mama, for doing 20 questions. Yeah, that was that fun. Was fun. You stumped me on a couple. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm sure I've done super weird things on a date. Oh, my but gosh. I'm like, You're like to- I can't even think about it. Yeah, I'm like, you I'll come text back you later. To, yeah, text me later. <laughs> we'll add it in. Okay, y'all, so we're going to get into something um, that I feel like, gosh, it's so common than I thought it was. Um, and I think women keep it pretty under wraps and don't really talk about it until I saw you created a post a couple months ago um, around the topic of alopecia. Mm-hmm. And so alopecia, y'all, and you can chime in too, Allison, is basically there. a lot of doctors now are putting it in the category as an autoimmune disease, and it can be stemmed from immense stress or um, I've even anxiety. anxiety, thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. So alopecia, gosh, y'all, it is like, I just had no idea the mass of the effects of alopecia can have, especially on a woman when you're losing your hair, like that is just like the most devastating thought to think about. My heart goes out to the women out there who suffer from alopecia. Um, so can you share with us a little bit about in depth what alopecia is and, um, maybe your story in regards to alopecia when it started for you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, um, alopecia is an autoimmune disorder, disease disorder, Mm -hmm. um, where your body is basically attacking the hair follicles. And so what it does is your scalp gets very inflamed and due to the inflammation, it literally forces the hair follicle completely to fall out. Mm -hmm. There's three different um, stages of alopecia. I have areata, Mm -hmm. which is one of the, you know, less severe alopecias that you can have. Um, Still, you know, devastating. Um, There's also totalis and universalis. Um, I could be flip-flopping these, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, totalis is where it's your entire head. It's your mm-hmm. total head. Oh my gosh. Sometimes your eyebrows and even your eyelashes and Ugh. universalis is your entire body. You have no hair. Um, which is sad. It's so yeah. sad that people have to go through that. Um, so I, like I mentioned, I have alopecia areata and, uh, they say in all of the research that if you don't have it by the time you're 30, you'll probably never have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the exception to mm-hmm. that rule. Yeah, I think I course. was 32, 33. Um, we went through an incredibly stressful time. Uh, as I already mentioned, I had a growing business mm-hmm. and a husband that didn't fully understand how busy it was and just trying to balance that. And at the same time, we decided we needed um, a little bit more space in our house. So we decided to put our house on the market Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that I could go on and on about it. Just a lot of stress, a lot of stress was going on. And, um, I had the magical idea to move in with my mom while we (laughs) built a house, which I love my mom. I was great with it. My husband, of course, had a different opinion. It's always hard to live with people outside of your circle of family. Yes. There's challenge. So yeah, I one day was just fixing my hair and I just was pulling it kind of in a half up and noticed um, a really thin spot and was like, oh, that's super strange and went, made an, an appointment with a dermatologist uh-huh. um, who's now my great friend. Aww. And she was like, oh, you have alopecia areata. And I was like, oh, what are you going to prescribe me yeah, to make what, it go away? What can I take to make this stop? 
And there are things that you can do to help, but there's nothing that you can do to kind of make it just completely go away. It has to go away on its own. And in some cases it will go away and it may never come back. Um, In my case, I've been dealing with it, you know, for five years now. Um, And it seems to just, you know, flare up and then my hair comes back all of a sudden. So, you know, it's, there's stress causes it. And then you're stressed because you're losing your hair. Of course. Um, So it's just like this constant circle of, you know, this repetitive, like, okay, if I'm going to be stressed out, is this going to affect my hair growth? Yeah. And I, and for me, that first time that I learned I had alopecia, it's Mm -hmm. it's not anything like it was that first time my hair has come back. But I mean, I, damn near lost. I know girl, those photos you showed me. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can say like a third of my hair, but I mean, it was a good amount um, to the point where I had to go to Washington to get custom, get a custom made wig. Um, and I wore a wig for a solid year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's crazy about this though. So y'all, um, Allison, I used to teach at bar three. And so Allison was one of my students and clients there. And I remember like, I will never forget this. I remember you coming in. I was like, gosh, that girl is so freaking pretty (laughs) and her hair is so perfect. And she's coming in here and working out. I'm like, there's no way she's going to stay put together like this in class because we're going to sweat and get crazy. And, but you were always, I just always like looked up to you as like, this girl's got her life together and nothing, you know, but didn't, but y'all that just goes to show you, you don't know, you don't know everyone's stories, you know? And I think women, we tend to judge each other and we tend to, um, you know, make assumptions on things. Like I assumed you had this like perfect altogether life and that your, you know, your hair was perfect. And now hearing your story, I'm like, that girl was struggling with alopecia mm-hmm. and had a bomb ass wig. Yeah, I did and have a bomb ass wig. You know what? I was just like, that just made me one feel like like you're a soul sister to me now. But I was hearing that story allowed me to have so much more compassion, understanding, um, and it just reminds you that you cannot judge a book by its cover. And I think it's important that we hear more and more of these types of stories and yeah. see the other side of it. So women out there, before you go pass a judgment on someone, y'all, like just take a moment and truly ask yourself, like, is this, are these thoughts kind? Or remind yourself that this woman has a story. Right. Uh, we all do. Well, and like I told you, um, with the wig in particular, it was one of those things that I was mortified that I was losing my hair. Oh. I mean, I was so, you know, I was a pageant girl. Yeah. And so your hair is kind of a big deal. Yeah, of course. And when you're losing it, it's, it's devastating. Um, and so I didn't want anyone to know that I was going no. through it. I didn't want anyone to know I was wearing a wig. So the only way you can really kind of get by with a wig is mm-hmm. by never allowing people to see you go back and forth Correct. with or without the wig. So, but the wig, I mean, they make wigs now where you can put them in ponytails and things like that, but okay. mine was not like that. So no. I always had to keep it down and perfect. Oh my God. And makes I, so much sense And now. yeah, and people probably thought I was crazy. Like, oh my God, this girl comes to work out with her hair well, good for down. you to keep Working out yes. and making that a priority, yeah. regardless of what you were going through. And you're like, I'm wearing a damn wig and I'm going to go work out. Yep. And it was hot and it was itchy, but oh, mama. Uh, I know, but I'm so happy now. A lot of my hair has come back and yes. I don't, I haven't had to wear the wig. Her name is Shakira. I named my wig Shakira. <laughs> I love it. And she's my, yeah, she's sitting in my closet um, <laughs> on my head, on like a little <laughs> makeshift head. Have you watched um, Shit's Creek? Yes. God, with her, all her wigs. wigs. Oh my god! Like they're I pinned love on it. the wall. Yes, I love That's it. That's what just made me think. Of I that just have person. one. Okay, good. One What's her name again? One. Shakira. 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 Yeah. Um. So y'all, what attracted me to Allison's story is about a month and a half ago, I was plucking gray hairs out of my head, and my little seven-year-old daughter Chloe, I was like. Hey, is there any more gray hairs up here? I wanted to make sure because I couldn't see it was on the top of my head. And she's like, Yep, mom, you got them all. And you totally made yourself bald. I'm like, What? She's like, Yeah, you got a bald spot. And when I touched it, I was, You could feel the cold from your I did. Hips. I felt the cold from my fingers. And I was like, It was weird. It was the weirdest thing ever, you guys. Like, it felt like a baby's bottom. And so, of course, I like flipped the F out and made my daughter, Chloe, I was like, Take a picture of it because I couldn't see it was at the very top of my head. And Lord and behold, there was this nice, like probably quarter or half dollar size, com- perfect circle mm-hmm. on the top of my head. 
I had no idea what this was, what it meant. And I immediately just started kind of freaking out. But I remembered that you had posted on Facebook, no joke, that morning. That's crazy. Yeah. About these little bald spots that you called alopecia. And I immediately went to your post and I looked at the picture. I read it again. And I saw the picture of, of you showing your bald spot. And I'm like, that looks just like mine. Yeah. So I immediately reached out to you. Yeah. And I was like, and here we are. And here we are. Now we're talking about it. I will tell y'all, because I've it's been about five or six weeks now. I've done everything Allison has told me to do. I went to a dermatologist um to get, you know, checked out to see if it was alopecia, which it is. Um, I went to an MD, I got blood work done. I was trying to see if it maybe was <clears throat> my thyroid. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm going through a lot of stress right now too. I'm selling my house. Mm-hmm. We've got transition and stress and anxiety. I haven't been quiet about that's something I've always struggled with my whole life, but now it's like making it's my it's freaking, toll. yeah, it's making your hair fall out. It's just, you know, I've come to the realization and I think you can probably agree to this too. It's just like, there are some things out there like stress that you put your focus and energy on that particular thing that's causing you stress, nine times out of 10, it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth your hair falling out. So I've like, I've cleaned house. I've cut the fat on things. I'm like, I am going to try really hard each day to not allow my stress to take over. But of course, like you said too, it's like when you're balding, how can you not stress out about that? You know, it is hard. So, um, I've, just am so incredibly grateful that you share that story on Facebook because I would have never known yeah. what was going on with me. And I can't tell you how reassuring it is to have someone to talk to about this, to like say, hey, I tried this shampoo, you should try it. Or have yeah. you done, like being able to talk to someone else who's going through it and has gone through it for a couple of years. It's just been, I'm just super grateful for you. So thank you Aww. so much. You're welcome. And thank you for the sweet words. And I mean, that the biggest reason why I shared that was because like you said, you can't always judge a book by its cover. And it's taken me five years to feel yeah. okay about sharing it. But I felt like it was important for people to realize I'm a real person. Yeah. I've got real problems. Problems. Yeah, hair, you know, it's all perspective, yeah, right? Like hair, totally. it's just hair. Like at least I've got my health, I've got yeah. my kids, I've got my family. Yeah. Um, but that is still a real struggle that I'm, you know, going through. And I hope one day I'm, you know, that percentage where it just goes away. Know, it just right? stops. Gosh. But until then, we just use tips, tricks, and things to cover it up. Well, and speaking of tips and tricks, yeah. I would love to hear some of the things that you've done to regain hair, hair growth. Cause you've, I mean, those before and after pictures that you showed me last week were pretty incredible. So mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you've done to kind of help stimulate the growth back? Well, first of all, I feel like what we're talking about even extends beyond alopecia. I feel like yeah. so many moms experience hair loss, especially and postpartum and oh, thinning. Yeah. So even if you may not have alopecia mm-hmm. areata or totalis or whatever, um, these are all still really great things that you could do anyway, just for general, um, thinning and, yeah. and, just all over hair loss. But um, number one, once I went to the dermatologist, we started doing steroid injections. Mm -hmm. Y'all, if you've never had a needle, excuse me, in your head, it's pretty intense. Gosh, shoot. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So go drink alcohol before you go. (laughs) Drink a little tequila. Take some Tylenol or Advil and call it a day. But yeah, so we did steroid injections. And what that's doing is it's trying to reduce the inflammation. It's trying to get that little hot spot to just chill out. Um, And then you can do topical steroids as well, which Mm -hmm. is great. And of course, my dermatologist is always telling me to use Rogaine, which I just... I know. It's so chemical-based. It's just one more thing, too, to remember. And I'm like, well, do I do it at night or do I do it in the morning? It leaves my hair crunchy. So whatever. I don't really do Rogaine. But the biggest thing that I did where I saw probably the most dramatic difference, Mm -hmm. um, besides my wig, (laughs) which was great, um, was PRP treatment. Yes. I cannot wait to hear more about this. Yeah. So PRP is, um, keep me honest here, platelet rich plasma. What they do is they go in and they take, um, a big vial of blood. Um, it's pretty big. I mean, they make you eat and they're keeping you hydrated while you're doing it. It's about an hour long process. They spin the plasma out of the blood. Um, so now you've got the, you know, the blood in one vial and you've got this like really great 
plasma, like yellow, yeah, like healthy yeah. stuff. And um, it's actually, I and again, I can't speak completely on period because I'm not an expert on it, but athletes use it mm-hmm. um, for recovery. Yeah, it basically helps heal your body. Yeah, pla- so like think of when people have like platelet, you know, infusions. Yes, and they're taking plasma from other healthy bodies, like. Yes. I mean, plasma has case studies have been around years and years how it rejuvenates your body. I mean, even the, like the med spa world, they're doing vampire facials with yes. it now and microneedling with your plasma. Right. So it's interesting, but I'm like, so go on. You like had this yeah. So injection. I, had, I um, it was when they were first starting to do it, um, and they needed a guinea pig, and she knew that I had a pretty bad case yeah. of alopecia, even though it's called areata. I swear to you, I thought I was about to lose my, all my hair oh on my, my head. Gosh, it was like. When was it going to stop? Yeah. Um, and it was in two very big spots. Yeah. So we did three months. They recommend you do it once a month um, for three months in a row as kind of your Kickstarter. And then they say that you can come in every six months to 12 months. Now, okay. I'm not really great about going back every six to 12 months. Yeah. I kind yeah. of wait until it's dire. And I'm like, oh, we got to do another three-month round. <laughs> yeah. But I did that three-month round and... Lo and behold, my oh, hair came back. It was and, insane. Yeah. It, would it be okay if we post the link to, from that site yeah, onto this podcast so people can get an idea? Because I think like us talking about it, it just doesn't do it justice right. to the photos. Yeah. So that was remarkable. I know. Whenever I tell people I have alopecia, they see my hair and they're like, oh, okay. And yeah. then I'm like, no, no, no. Let me show you the photos. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God. I know. Um, like it literally like made me want to cry when I saw them. I'm like, yeah. holy crud. So you've done how many rounds of those? So I've PRP done injections? a total of six rounds of PRP, okay. two different okay. two different occasions, and both times my hair came back. Awesome. It's just it can be pricey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. That's I've been looking into that just for yeah. myself. I'm like six hundred dollars a pop, people. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's a pricey. pricey. But then I convinced myself I'm like, well, I don't color my hair. Yeah. I you know get it cut only a few times a year, so I'm like, you but know, honestly, you work your ass off. I know. And you deserve to spend money. To make my hair grow back. To make your hair grow back. (laughs) I know. There's no justification on that. Yeah. I always tell people, like, even when I do yoga retreats, they're like, well, I, you know, I really can't do that. And I'm like, you know what? You work way too hard. You're balancing a business. You have a successful marriage. You've got three kids. Women have to give yourselves permission to do things for yourself, to make you happy. So if you're struggling with it, spend the $600. It's obviously worth it, especially if you're struggling hardcore with hair loss, I mean, I just can't even get over how amazing the hair growth was. Yeah, in those no, it, photos. It, it, it definitely came back. And so those are all things that you can do to, you know, kind of make your hair come back. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for it to mm-hmm. come back, and if you can't do a wig or if, and the wig is really only needed, like if it's really dramatic right. uh, case. Um, for me now at this point, you talk about the one on top of your head. I got, yeah. I got a sympathy spot because yeah. I've got one on the oh top my of God, my head yes. and uh, the hair is growing back after Good. some steroid injections, but it's still very thin. And yeah. I use this great product called Topic. It's T-O-P-I-K. Oh Love it. It comes in a spray form mm-hmm. and a sprinkle. So the sprinkle kind of comes out like a pepper shaker. Um, and that's really great, like especially if you're thinning mm-hmm. and or if like your part is thinning and you just want to kind of add in a little bit. And this is a colored spray. So yes. it covers. So it comes in blonde. Yep. They've got an auburn. It's got, you know, light brown, dark brown. Um, I, I do the dark brown. You probably did the, yep, dark, brown the dark brown too. Um, the spray is really great for like a big spot mm-hmm. to get more coverage. The sprinkle is fantastic. And I use, I don't, I literally use it right in my part. I was going to say, I use it, I would use that right down the part because my part's thinning a lot too. So that has been super, super helpful. Yeah. It just makes makes you have way more confident. Like we went to a volleyball game um, at UT with the girls like a week after I had been diagnosed with alopecia. And I was so worried about sitting in the stands that people above me were going to oh, see my head. Yeah. And so I'll, it wasn't until you suggested that product and I just was like, yeah, I feel totally fine. Yeah. You and can't it, even tell. Yeah. You Looks can't great. even tell. It blends right in. So those are really fantastic. Whether again, you've got alopecia or just overall yep. thinning, fantastic products to make you feel confident yes. and look like you've got a big old head of hair. Yes. Um, I've used a couple tools. Um, there's a hair growth supplement that I started taking 
that's at Target, actually. A friend of mine told me to take that um, the runway models when they do hair extensions and their hair gets super trashed. They go take the supplement. I can't recall the name. I'll have to post it on this um, podcast for you guys. But it basically has like iron and folic acid in it. It's a really good multivitamin in itself just for women in general. Is it working? I don't know. I've only taken it for like a month, yeah. so I'll, I'll report back. But then I, there's so many different shampoos mm-hmm. out there people are saying. We're on the same shampoo we now. We are on the sh- same shampoo. It is a completely all-natural product. There's like rosemary oil in it, which helps stimulate hair growth. And then there's omega-3 from chia seeds, which with alopecia, that what I've started noticing, and I think you can relate to this too, but the hair follicle gets really, really dry, mm-hmm. which makes freaks me out because I'm like, what if I brush my hair and it just breaks off? But, um, so doing an omega three is going to, um, it's going to nurture the hair follicle. So it's just like a healthy fat that you put on your head. And my hair is so, it feels so good right now. I've only been using it for like a week, but yeah, I think I've done like maybe four washes yeah. with it now. And I got a girlfriend to get it too. It's called yeah. Just Nutritive. Yep. And um, get it on Amazon. I know it's super easy. Yeah. You just click and save and there you go. Well, yeah. hopefully it works. I mean, as of right now, it's just a really good hair product yeah. and my hair feels really good too. So, um, But then I think when it comes to like hair growth, there's like the biotin supplements and collagen um, that help stimulate hair growth. I will tell you all the stuff that I've been taking because I was neurotic when I found out about this. Um, My hair has grown probably about an inch and a half. It's crazy. Which is crazy. I am starting to get some growth on the top. I did go to a holistic doctor out here. I'm going on Thursday. Oh my gosh, you're going to love him. Yeah, so John Dollar, he is a Japanese acupuncturist and he's just a holistic guru out in Austin. I went to him within days of finding out I had alopecia and he looked at it and he's like, you have mold in your body and you're in the molds attacking your hair follicle. I'm like, okay, well, how do we get rid of this? How do we correct this? Um, so I ended up taking this really strong probiotic that helped helps kill and target just mold. And then he used needles that have O3. O3 is a gas. So these needles just kind of sit in a gas chamber and they put it onto your bald spot. Um, and he also put um, O3 in my ears too. I'm so excited. I know, just wait. It smells really weird, but you guys, I'm not kidding. He told me, he said within a couple minutes, he's like, you might get a little bit of a headache. And if you feel the headache, it's the mold dying off in the, in the scalp. I'm like, okay. So he left the room. No joke. Within five minutes, I felt like someone took a sledgehammer to my head. I was. Mm. It was so painful. Like the headache was intense and I could not wait for him to come back in the room because I'm like, get the needles out of my head. Something's going on. Um, it did die off, which was a relief, but he's like, no, that's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to kill off the mold. And y'all, I mean, I showed Allison my hair last week and that was about a week and a half after I had it done. And there was definitely hair growth happening. Yeah. And a hair tape, I mean, that's the frustrating thing about it hair. It takes forever. It takes forever yes. for it to grow. And one thing I've learned through laser hair removal yes. is that your hair has different cycles <laughs> yeah. of growth. And so it can take a while. Like I've got all these wispies in this one yeah. bald spot, but I don't think the ones that are underneath have come back out yet. So it, it's frustrating. Right. It's a so slow you, process. You told me this too. So that first hair growth you get is like the baby hairs and those yeah. fall out pretty easily, they right? They do. So it'll, it literally reminded me of my newborn when yeah. they start kind of, you you go to comb their hair and they've got yeah. hair that just comes right out. Okay. So, and that doesn't happen every time with alopecia, but I have noticed a lot of times it'll be these little bitty baby hairs and you can literally pull them right out. And then you get these awesome wiry gray hairs yeah. that like to come into. Yeah. And I'm like, that well, look like pubic hair. Yeah. They look yeah. like <laughs> little pubes growing out of your hair. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm so excited. There's a hair growing, but I'm like, damn, why yeah. you got it? Why like, you I'm plucking be- those ones out. They're coming out. <laughs> I'm like, why do you got to be gray? Yeah. <laughs> but yes. So, okay. If you could give a woman who is struggling with alopecia advice and stages. So obviously you've been struggling with this for, you know, five, five years. years and to- just talking with you, ugh, I got to tell you, like the burden was lifted off my shoulder. I didn't have a, so much anxiety about it. Like you definitely comforted me when we had lunch last week and kind of sharing your story. I'm like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. But the first reaction is 
I mean, complete just shock and devastation and lots of tears and confusion. So what kind of advice could you give to a woman who just is diagnosed with alopecia, just finds out that they're struggling with this? And then what kind of advice can you give maybe to the woman that's still struggling with it five years down the road? I think the most important thing that I didn't do and I wish I would have done when I first found out is talked more about it, mm-hmm. um, been more open. Cause I feel like that is what, and it's, it's a slow progression. I mean, you don't, I, I get that. I do recognize that you're not just wanting to shout from the rooftops to everybody that, Oh, guess what? Yeah. Oh, hair loss. But I think what's made it better is talking about mm-hmm. it, talking mm-hmm. to other women about it. And I felt very empowered when I came out and did that big, long Instagram post and Facebook post and had so many people come out of the woodworks and say how helpful that was. Mm -hmm. And you being one of them, Mm -hmm. it made me feel like, oh, okay, I've helped someone. So I think in the beginning, while it's very difficult to not be stressed out about it, you can't control it. And that is my my motto. Do not focus on the things that you cannot control. And that is one of them. You can't control it. All you can do is try to do the things that we've talked about to see if you can get it to come back. Um, if you have to get a wig, wigs are really in style yes, right now. They are. The Kardashians bust yes. out their wigs and they look amazing. And they're more affordable now. Like I spent an arm and a leg and a thigh on mine because they were not, you know, as, um, as popular yeah. when I got it done five years ago, but now they make them really affordable. So just know that if you can try to, to just recognize like it's hair. I've got my health. I've got my family. I've got my faith, whatever it is that you have, my friends, all of my F's, I like to call them. Um, and just let the rest kind of fall to the wayside. Your hair will eventually come back because that stress will be off your, off your plate. Um, and then I think, you know, talking about the progression part of it, as you know, you five years in with me, it's, it's been helpful to use my platform in a positive way and show people it's not always rainbows and sunshine and butterflies and puppies. Like (laughs) this is real life. We all have struggles. And, um, I wasn't doing, I didn't post it to be told, Oh, you're so amazing. Or you're so beautiful or your hair is gorgeous. Of course that was a bonus. Of course you're like, gosh, it makes me feel so good. That's okay. You can feel good and get showered with the compliments. Like people look up to you and it's nice to hear that. Yeah. It's absolutely nice to hear compliments. And so that was amazing, but really where I felt the most value was being able to help people. And it wasn't just you that reached Mm -hmm. out either. There were several that were like, oh my gosh, I think this is what I have going on Um, because alopecia can present itself in a lot of different ways. It can just be thinning and then it can just be flat out circular bald spots. Um, And so I don't know. I I don't have it all balanced. And right now I can talk all positively about it because I've got them all covered up. I do wear hair extensions um, because I'm at a place now where my hair is like at all different stages. I've got some hair that's only like three inches long and I've got some that's six inches long and I've got some that's gone. So the extensions bring a level of confidence for me to feel like it's all full when we get to the bottom. And I think that's really an important message for women to hear too is, you know, y'all at the end of the day, we have to do things that make us feel good because when we feel good, we're happy. Mm -hmm. And when we're happy, we're confident. And when all of those things are projected out there, you're going to just magnetize that right back to you. So like, I'm a firm believer, whatever energy you put out, you're going to receive it right back. So I just feel like you putting that story out there. Yes, you're going to receive so many people that are so grateful for it, but you've also helped so many people um, just by sharing your video and sharing your own story and all your tips and tricks. So at the end of the day, I think like you're doing an amazing job. Again, I'm so grateful for your story. It definitely helped me out. Um, I'm grateful for the friendship and this this time on this podcast today. Yeah. So thank you so much thank for joining. Thank you for letting in. me share. Yes. And y'all, if you want to follow Allison or just Austin um, moms, we'll post uh the IG handle and the website. And if y'all really enjoyed this podcast, I'm hoping to get more stories out there. Please subscribe to Green Juice and Tequila. I would be so grateful. Leave a review, leave a comment, any feedback. Um, all of those things I would just be so grateful for. Okay, friends, thank you so much. Mm-hmm.